Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tuck Cast with a splash of bourbon presented by Tuckasegee Fly Shop with locations in Bryson City and Silva, North Carolina. Be sure to follow the crew on Facebook at Tuckasegee Fly Shop, Instagram at Tuck Fly Shop, and YouTube at Tuckasegee Fly Shop for the latest information and instructional videos. Be sure to visit TuckFlyShop.com for all things fly fishing in Western North Carolina and beyond. Remember, the online store is always open. Today's episode is brought to you by Norvice. From their original 1970s prototype to their new legacy stainless steel vice, Norvice has been committed to one thing, efficiency. The company's long-standing slogan, tie better flies faster, truly encompasses what the Norvice fly tying system does. The good folks at Norvice believe you deserve to tie your flies consistently and in less time because of the ease and benefits engineered into this outstanding tying system. For more information, visit www.norvice.com and check them out on the YouTube to see how you can maximize your tying time by relying on the functions and benefits of the tested and true Norvice. I'm your host, Shannon Big Mess Messer, joined by Bobby, the Bearded Wonder. And we have two special guests we're going to introduce today. One of them being Preston. We ain't got a name for Preston yet. Preston the Big Ease, ease Easily. Preston Big Easy Easily. And what do we can call ba- Baker? We Baker's already got one, man. Gamble is like... Baker Gamble Ward. Gamble's pretty good. Which yeah, I am so. going to ask you about that today. All on right. air. We got we to gotta like... Let's do it. I want to know about the name. Dude, I'm out of breath. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I gave Jack uh, Dell a hard time about uh, doing this when I was gone, but uh, uh, I haven't updated the pre-recorded message of this here. But since Dell uh, Diesel's not with us today, spending some time with the family, much deserved break off with the family, and uh, with Jack being out in Oregon now, I uh, haven't bye-bye updated. Jack. Man, dude, everybody say bye bye. I'm out of breath. Bye bye, Jack. <sighs> like I just ran a marathon, <sighs> or I walked down the street because it's so hot. <sighs> it is hot. <laughs> Y'all really can attest hot. to that. Y'all have been on the water quite a few days. So. Oh, yeah. It's hot. Hot, hot. You know what? It's not hot, hot here like it is hot, hot like in Raleigh or Alabama. It feels like it some days. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> it's hot for here. That's what we're accustomed those, to now. Some of those places have got some heat indexes of like 110, yeah, 115. It? Yeah, it's hot. You ever yeah. seen anybody fry an egg on the sidewalk? Nope. Me neither. Nope. Supposedly, you? supposedly you can do it. i South Carolina. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Did they eat it? Oh, no. Oh, okay. I was curious. That's nasty. No. <laughs> you know what I forgot? Five-second rule. I forgot to get a drink before we started. Oh, man. Um, well, We don't have many local happenings. so We don't really, except it's hot. The one thing we will mention that's, I guess, about three months from now. It's that far out, right? To August. Yeah, three, almost a little less than three months. Yeah. It is October 17th, which is a Saturday. Yeah, boy. We're going to have uh, Tim O'Neill. Yeah, boy. From Norvice in the shop. Shannon yes. will be in the shop. Yes. And Shannon turns 50 that day. Oh, so yeah. on top of the Norvice in shop event. <laughs> and I don't know, we'll probably do some other crazy stuff, but basically what's going to happen that day is they're going to have Norvices here for people to kind of play with, people to sit and watch, I guess you'd call them. Clinicals? I don't. What do you want to call? Them? Yeah, I think you call them. Call them maybe a tutorial. Tutorial. Or demo. That's a better, much better word. Norvice demo day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How about so, that? So Tim and Shannon both will be like showing you how to do certain things. We might set up a schedule like every hour we're going to do something with it. Like, hey, this is how you know use the bobbin kit. And that might be hour one because that's pretty important to start with that, and then kind of go through other things the next you know yeah. whatever four or five hours. Kind of have different things set up, but you guys will actually be able to touch them, feel them, spin them. 
Yeah. Put a hook in them, throw some thread on them, those type of things, so you can kind of see how it works. Have you guys messed with them at all? The Norvice? I haven't. I've I have only not. seen videos and watched Shannon tie. Yeah. So y'all should y'all should uh, mess with it a little bit, get used to it a little. Mm. It's pretty cool. And, and, and do apologies because we said that uh, we'd get Dell on that like that 30 30 day challenge, but we've been stretched so thin lately uh, that we just haven't had the time to do that. But uh, we want to do it uh, definitely when Dell gets back from vacation and stuff. There, that should be interrupted b- briefly by a trip out to Montana for him. But uh, yeah. we want to do that there for sure and get that out there and. Huge shout out to the folks at Norvice and in uh, sponsoring the Tuckcast with a splash of bourbon. We appreciate it. Uh, it is a great tool. I truly stand behind the products. Uh, we you, we actually tried spinning it here on the podcast, but unfortunately the video of that one didn't. It yeah, wonk, it wonkied on us. Internet and, and Wi Fi uh, in the mountains. It, it wonkied. And uh, but with that being said, we had a great Facebook live event. You can see me use that on uh, on our YouTube channel, which is a key. The fly time videos. Shout out to Keith Weatherly there. He just purchased a Norvice and a lot of accessories, and he, he told me that came the other day. Uh, so, Keith, man, he called me. I appreciate you watching. Uh, but one of the things that, uh, you know, you know, Tim kind of sent to us here that we'll kind of go over right quick before we get into meat and taters of this here podcast it will be a few of the accessories. Number one is the bobbin kit. Are you going to put these in front of your camera just so I can uh, yeah, zoom sure. in on them or whatnot? Can you zoom in? All right. So, so here's the bobbin. Now, this this is my bobbin. I've had this bobbin for several years, and you can see we've got the thread spooled onto it. Uh, one of the things I can kind of show you here is it. So it'll take the thread, and then it'll give the thread back. So it's spring-loaded right there. But when you get a bobbin kit, you get a bobbin, you get three spools, and you get a spooling hub that you can use to spool your thread up with. But this is real important. Whether you're using a Norvice or not, uh, this this bobbin here is going to make your fly tying so much easier, uh, but really works exceptionally well with the fly tying system itself. Should come in a box like this now. We've got some nice new packaging, uh, and it comes with, you can see, the, the bobbin, three extra spools, and um, these little guys right here, those are extra pieces in case you lose them, but there's a little trick you can do. If you cut them a little bit, you can use them kind of as a little way to get your hackles out of the way when you do your whip finishes in there. So real simple. That's your bobbin kit. And then the next thing I've not played with, and we will, and I'll get a video out on that now that we've got some help here in the shop. Hey, real quick, if you're driving, listen to this, make sure you go to YouTube later to see this. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, just want to make sure that people aren't like, man, I can't see it. I'm driving. I crash. You can you can see it (laughs) later. Me and the one thing I want to play with because I've never done this before is the dubbing bench. Uh, So this is a dubbing bench by Norvice. If you can see that, folks, there. I'm going to lift it up here in just a moment, which is this tool right here. Uh, So it comes with this. It comes with your wire, which I'm not going to hold up for you. Uh, but this is where you can make your dubbing brushes uh, for some of your streamers and applications like that. Uh, this is another accessory that seems to be real popular out there with the uh, streamer tires, uh, Braden Miller, Grant Alvis, some people like that out there. It's Finn Diesel. Uh, this this is a this this is a, a tool that I, I want to mess with. Uh, taking maybe some of those uh, zonker strips, cutting them, put some little flash in them, coming up with a cool uh, maybe a few uh, crazy creations that. Uh, that Big Easy and uh, Gamble can uh, take out and, and throw at some stuff and see what oh, happens yeah. with it. So uh, For sure. looking forward to playing with that. We'll get a video up on that and uh, have some fun and uh, and see how that goes. But that's another one of the accessories that you can get uh, for the Norvice. So 
If you think about the other vices on the market, there's a lot of good ones out there, but uh, Norvice is the only one that's on that true rotating axis and also with a lot of sensors like this that you can use to make your fly tying game better. There it is. What else? Any more Christmas goodies? Was <laughs> no, that all, that's no, all you got no, for us? no, 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 no. Um, hey, have, really, have your wife go look at the YouTube video so that she can know what to absolutely. buy Absolutely. I, I mean, it really is a gift, uh, hands down. And, um, uh, you know, the granite base uh, that I have at home, and I'm sure that we'll have some here during the demo days, is a great uh, addition. Uh, the Magnum hubs that we have on the vice out there that you kind of saw me do a little quick spin up on, that's an upgrade as well. The stainless steel is an upgrade, but uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of ways to, to, uh, I want to say pimp your ride. I just said it, but you, you can, <laughs> you can, you can, uh, you can hook up your vice, man, yeah. and uh, and make it truly yours. A lot of customization. Customization. That's right, man. That's it. Right. Cool. So uh, awesome. I'm gonna before we get into talking to these two boys about what how they got into fly fishing and all that good stuff. Um, Let's do the fishing report early and let them fishing give it. Fishing report. Y'all want to do fishing a fishing report? report? Do a fishing, fishing report. That's it. You guys didn't get in on the yeah, fishing Yeah, you got to get in on the jingle, the fishing report jingle. We got to educate. You, we'll we'll we go over that Do we want to do it again? We'll Let's do a go. company <laughs> training. <laughs> fishing, <laughs> report. fishing report. Fishing report. Fishing report. Hey, we nailed it. Good job. Who's doing the fishing <laughs> report? These, these guys. Yeah, they've, they've been, been on, on the water, water more than us. They're crushing it. Right on. So kind of give us what's been the most, you know, used fly slash where the people should go if they're coming here on their own all that good stuff over the next week or two what do y'all think well definitely my most used fly would probably be an ant either a foam ant or um kind of a dubbing one with some hackle on it and um that's just been a really killer fly for me um i've been tying some really chunky ones uh, with a lot of antron hanging off the back to uh, keep it really high and maybe put a dropper off of it but even some like really small ants um I know around here when it rains a lot, we get those 3 p.m. showers. Um, a lot of ants get rolled into the river, and it's a really daily technique. There what you about go. you, Preston? Uh, for me, on the tuck, it's been small black mayflies, um, essentially a thread Frenchie in black or dark olive thread with either black or dark olive uh, wire, um, and then a squirrel collar, maybe a little bit of um, peacock dubbing behind that, maybe a, a red hot spot. Um, that's been absolutely killer. And then either with a silver, gold, or copper bead, all of it works, um, just depending on conditions and what you have confidence in. Have y'all thrown any streamers lately? Oh, any yeah. luck on oh, those? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah? We've had some good luck. Um, some tiny ones are really heavy, kind of on jig hooks. Um, we've had good luck with those on bobbers, as well as jigging them off the bottom. Did you just say bobber? Bobbers. Bobber. Bobbers. Man, that's like a party foul in Bobber. <laughs> bobber. <laughs> Come on now. Hey, don't get fancy on us. They're bobbers. bobbers. <laughs> Anyways, what other streamers? What other streamers you got? Um, dead Drift and Wooly Buggers. Mm -hmm. Yes, has keeping been it simple. Absolutely killer. That's, uh, people have been doing that for on the 50, tail, 60 years. On the tailwaters and the small streams, it's been mm -hmm. absolutely money. Um, no big ones right now. Yeah. So like size, like 10s and 12s? Or smaller? Are y'all even going smaller than that? Like I think really the micro? smallest I'll go is probably about a 10. Okay. Um, yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shannon um, ties up some 12s. Man, I think that's, I think like a 10 is still a little big. Oh, oh like a oh, 10. Oh, big. Here we go. I don't know, man. That's strawberry blonde. Or um, also, the strawberry blonde's good. Oh, I also, tie smaller um, than that. micro, um, yeah. like uh, micro zonker streamers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Absolutely. Dead drifting those as well. Nice. There's been money. Um, awesome. And then actually stripping streamers, um, Crelixes. 
Mm-hmm. Been great for smallmouth and trout. Um, and then many articulated uh, flies in white and tan. Mm-hmm. And you can throw some barring in there, a little bit of flash, rubber legs. Any of those those flies are working. Are you um, really telling the difference uh, in the water temperatures around 10, 11 o'clock? Or definitely by 12 o'clock in the afternoon compared to like 8 o'clock in the morning can, can you start to see that i would say so yeah um it's been warming up fairly quickly um if you don't feel it in the water you feel it on your body because yeah. the sun's being down in a lot of places yeah i think the last time i was on the water it went up six degrees yeah from like eight to two o'clock however i will say i put in um, on the tuck at three the other day yeah. and it just started to get a little bit overcast, but then it started to heat back up. And I'll tell you, those fish were chasing after, for, after streamers and were actively eating nymphs mm-hmm. there uh, from there till dark. That's, that's good. Um, so, uh, we've actually been getting the last three days. I know up in the Smokies on the North Carolina side, they kind of left the watershed and stuff. There's been some really good rain falling up through there and yeah. really yes. reflected in the, uh, the rain gauges. Yeah. Uh, but definitely that uh, kind of lefty drainage, the straight fort drainage, the Bradley fort drainage. They got some in Catalucha last night, too. It spiked up a bit. Um, cooled the temperature down off about a degree or two, but uh, but st- still warm. Yeah. It's, it's still warm. If you, I, I just caution people right now, just a little pro tip out there. Um, you know, if you're fishing, you know, you're fishing barbless, get them in quick. Don't touch them. Just pop the hook out of their mouth and just let them swim away. Absolutely. Just let's let them. Let's increase their chance for survival right yeah. now. And mornings and evenings. And you know? especially with this uh, summertime temperatures, use 3X, 4X, keep it t- strong, tip it, and I'll get them in quick. Yeah, absolutely. There's no need to fight fish for a long time. Start out heavy. If you need to downsize, maybe do it. But I haven't fished anything other mm-hmm. than 4X absolutely. For, for two months. Good. Rock well, there you go, man. Nice. It's nice to get a young, the, the young folks' perspective. Man. That's it. All over it. Yeah. That's great. All over it. Um, so <laughs> this is the fun part. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. We get comfy. Name rank social security number, young man. Yeah. <laughs> I can't nah, remember. Nah, <laughs> so, um, these guys have just started with us not too long ago. Actually, Pre- I shouldn't say that Preston started with us back in the spring before the whole COVID Corona. Yeah. Came <laughs> along. And then with that debacle, you know, he'd only worked a couple weeks and then, we were like, hey, man, hopefully you'll come back at some point. Yeah, that sucked. <laughs> yeah, so and that's what we all thought. We all said to ourselves, I hope I come back at some point. Yes, so, yeah, I, I, <laughs> yes I did too. Preston. And then Gamble's only been with us, what, three weeks maybe now? Maybe a little bit more. Um, it, was it June or July? I can't remember. It's been like three weeks. It's all yeah, ran together. Yeah. It's been quick. But the good thing is, is he's he's done quite a bit of stuff before he came on board here. Mm-hmm. Um, which we can talk about a little bit, Absolutely. but um, so we'll start with Preston. We'll just mix it up. We'll yeah. ask you questions. But uh, I know. how did you get into fly fishing? Um, so I actually started out uh, fly tying when I was maybe like eight. Um, did it for a couple of years. Got a rod. My parents got me a rod, but you know I didn't know anything. I was eight. My dad didn't know how to do it, so I I, I don't think I ever caught a fish on my fly rod. Um, and then flash forward, you know, 10 years later, I'm in school at Western. I started fishing a bunch of spin fishing. So it was fun. It was a good way for me to spend my time. And then, um, decided to, to get back into fly fishing. Um, remembered that I had an old vice started tying again. And God, that was, that was maybe two years ago, two years ago that I started fly fishing again, or really started fly fishing. Yeah. 
That's cool, man. Baker, same question, man. All right. So, um, my freshman year of high school, I came in on like first day of school where they have like all the clubs booths, and um, there was a fly fishing club. I thought it was pretty cool. I never fly fished before, so I signed up and I showed up the following week for uh, the first meeting. It was literally just me and my neighbor. <laughs> and uh yeah so not many people in my school wanted to fly fish i guess um so i just kept on going and um started tying flies i really enjoyed it um always like working with my hands so i had a good time with that and then um eventually got a, like a little cheap uh white water or white river uh fly rod and um started catching some bluegill and the rest is history there it is um but you preston this is your first gig in a shop or oh absolutely yeah yeah but baker you've done some stuff before this yeah kind of kind of throw that out there without giving away all those company secrets and stuff but <laughs> like what what was what did it entail what did you do so um kind of the first place i kind of helped out at unofficially um was like half a pawn shop and half a fly shop well it was I, a weird I, little aesthetic but um <laughs> it worked uh, a lot of met a lot of people learned a lot of things and um it was really like insightful experience, but um, my first like real experience was down in uh, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, working for a fly shop called Low Country Fly Shop, and um, that was a great experience. Um, really got to dive deep in like saltwater fly fishing, which was really taboo for me. Um, not something I did a lot of, and um, I really enjoyed it. It's a whole different world, but uh, I think my heart's uh, really with a uh, trout, cold water fly fishing. Yeah, it's not as hot. Oh yeah. Other than today big time but um i love it here and uh it's about as good as it can get yeah and you did some travel stuff too yeah with some folks right like mm -hmm. some backcountry yes yeah, so i worked for a company called lillard fly fishing expeditions and um we ran long-term front country and backcountry expeditions and it was a really cool experience because we get like a big group of like 15 people and we do lots of backcountry trips and um and between those we do a little front country fishing and front country was like the big name brand rivers like the arkansas and the blue yeah and um then with the backcountry really got to go like places that fish never really saw humans so they'd always be eager to eat and um just high number of days so uh preston what's your favorite style of fishing for trout just for trout um like are you streamer man you're a nymph dry fly like what what are you doing i, I really if you got your choice of the day and the fish would eat anything i really do, do everything i love when I have a client out, being able to, at the end of the day, say, you caught a fish on a, an indicator, you caught a fish on a dry fly and a streamer. Um, Man, he's a fence straddler. I like, to, I like to do it all, really. <laughs> Stop um, being a politician. Yeah. <laughs> that was a political answer. So let me put it this way. If I, uh, if I drive a long distance to a trout stream and uh, I've put in the time and, and, and effort to get there, I'm probably going to urinate. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, let it go. Baker, how about you, man? Man, I mean, I feel like with most of us, ideally I'd fish a single dry fly all the time, yeah. but um, that's just not always going to product. But um, I think there's nothing better than watching a big old trout come up and smash with a big old streamer. Yeah. That's just something, uh, it's a different characteristic that we see in trout. It's not that romantic dry fly sip. They're just trying to kill it. Yeah. Well, that's cool. You got any questions, Shane? Romantic. I mean, I've got more. I just don't want to be the, the romantic. The question hog. Oh, yeah. Romantic dry flies. It's just sit. they come up, they look at it, right. talk to it, and then they come up and just oh, yeah. open their mouths and it just oh, falls in. Yeah. And that's usually when you set the hook too soon when that happens. Uh -huh. When you're like, oh, here he comes. Yeah. Tell me about it. Pull it out of his mouth. That's right. Nice, man. 
So, um, not going in any particular order here. Nah, we're jumping around everywhere. So, Baker, what um, what was your first um, experience as far as fly fishing? Tell us about that. Oh, man, I think uh, I remember that pretty clearly. Um, it was after school. Me and my neighbor went out. We grabbed my fly rod, and we rode our bikes to a little farm pond. And um, so I tied on a little dry fly. We had this little six-fly assortment called, uh, like, Appalachian fly kit. It was like some really I'm crazy. Try to steal your name, man. Yeah, man. man. Um, it was some really weird. Where's my commission? It was some really weird patterns that like I still to this day have not seen again. And uh, I tied one of those on. It was a little dry fly, and this bluegill, probably like maybe this big, came up and ate it. But for me, it was like life changing, and uh, I was just hooked. No pun intended. That's cool. Easy. Big easy was same same thing. It's it's tough. I think that my first memory is also a pond on bluegill. I think with my dad. Um, I don't really remember that well. In in memory, you know, in recent memory, first experience would be on the tuck one day. Um, my buddy, uh, I don't know if you remember Zach Hudspeth. Mm-hmm. So me and Zach were uh, hitting the tuck, and you know he was he was a fly guy all around, and uh, he was just fishing a little woolly bugger. I'm sure he got out of the bin here, and. Um, he handed me the rod and I started casting and it it felt good and it it the fly went where I wanted it to and I started stripping it and boom caught a brook trout. That was April second, twenty eighteen. Still got the picture on my phone. <laughs> there you go. And now look at where you're at now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to say that it's only been you know a couple of years or whatnot, but you have fished a lot. Oh in yeah. The last two years. I've put easily like 300 plus days on the water yeah yeah so these guys put in a lot of time on the water which is crazy but it's cool that you do it oh like yeah. you love it that much that's what's fun about it so hey where, where's your uh, favorite place to fish around here when you're off not get not i'm saying give out a secret let let, let me no, that's no, no, not, tell us the secret i don't want the secret but um, you want like gps location no no not that. like that but i, I mean is that. there a particular like a place you like to go escape to in, around here, yeah, just around here, Caney Ford. Okay, yeah. yeah, I go walk it for as you know. I, I like to park upstream and then just walk as far as I feel like downstream, and then walk all the way back to the car. And, and, and that's on our the map that we sell on the the shop too. So it's mm-hmm. not like a secret. Yeah, They're, they guys aren't giving away mm-hmm. secrets. It's on right? the yeah. It's on yeah. the Jackson County absolutely uh, uh, fly yeah. fishing trail. Okay, yeah. Same with you. So it's kind of generic, but um, I just love the tuck. It's okay. um just a big river. And I feel like there's so many different techniques and styles and um, so many different ways you can approach it. Speaking of which, that's leading me down a rabbit hole here. We were talking about this earlier, mm-hmm. but, but you like to dabble in the two-hand? Yeah. Single hand. Single, that too. Yeah. So, All um, the above. Yeah. I kind of got into that last year. So when I was at Low Country, I bought a reel off um, one of my coworkers who's originally from Oregon. And so he did a lot of like salmon steelhead. And um, he gave me a Hatch 5 Plus with um, a fly line on it, and that was a ambush, um, a Royal Wolf ambush. It's like a triangle taper. Yes. And um, back then, I didn't really have um, any use for it. And recently, I've set up a little, like, single-hand spay. And um, so a lot of days when we have, like, really high water and it's really hard to, like, manageably, like, wade the tuck um, in the winter, I just go out there and sit on the banks and kind of just bomb out some loops. And uh, it's been really fun. It's a good way to change it up. That's cool. There you Very go. Cool. Yeah, nice. Man. Nice. So, uh, since you guys have been guiding, what's a a cool thing 
that's happened to you on the like what's a good memory that you're like man i didn't expect that today no names no names yeah no, names. no customer names <laughs> no, just no names. like yeah. just like hey i had little little boy here and he caught his first trout ever or whatever um, a lot of thought here yeah i mean like the first thing that comes to my mind is like last week i had this lady uh she's making a back cast and when the fly hit the water in the back cast she caught a fish <laughs> that was pretty cool <laughs> there you go for me, it's been trying things that you hear about, such as dead drift and the woolly bugger. The first time I caught a fish, dead drift and the woolly bugger, it wasn't me. It was a client. Yeah. And then I swapped the other um, uh, client over to the same deal, and uh, they caught a fish. Boom. And then I tried it personally. And what do you it's, hold? It's your it new worked. tactic. Yeah. And then I, I, I started trying a lot of those classic things you hear about all the time. It's just things that I had not tried before. Just the simplest things. Yeah, it's and funny. It's funny. I actually read an article. Maybe I watched a YouTube video. I can't remember. But this was a couple months back. Mm-hmm. But it was a guy that had went back to like old school trout patterns that nobody uses anymore. And he was like, man, I am crushing fish they, by doing this. They don't see those flies. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. Something that most people don't ever do. Like you start doing it and all of a sudden it works, you know? Yep. I had some dude tell me that his secret fly for the Raven's fork was a Mickey Finn. Just that classic little uh, yeah. 5X long streamer. Yeah. thought that was pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the only person that fishes that over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know? that's for sure. <laughs> so, well, you got any other questions, Shane? Oh, man, I've always got questions. Well, go for it. <laughs> I just don't know Let why now. So, um, so what is it that uh, really propelled you guys to go down the path that you're currently on now um, here here at the fly shop? So, so what uh, what led you this direction? I'll be 100% honest with you. When I applied for this job, <laughs> when I applied for this job, I had no backup plan. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, I was ecstatic to get it. Um, it's, it's what I wanted to do for sure. I couldn't really tell you why. I got the bug, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's part of it. That's yeah. part of the reason I opened it. Absolutely. What about oh, you, yeah. Baker? Man, I just love it. I love being out on the water. I love talking about fishing. I love that having that be my job because not many people do what they love as a job yeah i think that's really important uh for at least while i'm young or even as when i'm older it's just something i really enjoy and it's a true passion of mine yeah having a good day on the water when you get done and you don't feel like you've worked yeah absolutely yeah. might be tired Man, i was about to say yeah wait 20 years you'll feel like you worked <laughs> <laughs> so so far what and i want to each this is an opinion to each one of y'all what do you feel like is the biggest myth when it comes to working in the fly fishing industry so far? Um, Careful. We, we, we know ours. We had an episode on this, but I'm kind of curious to hear y'all's what you think is a myth. Yeah. I mean, it's just not always peaches and cream. <laughs> it's an interesting one there. We didn't really go over that one. I like that. Yeah. It's work. A little, a little yeah. bit deeper on that then. So I think like... It's not always just like just having a conversation with a friend at a restaurant about fishing. A lot of times um, it's kind of a little bit repetitive sometimes. Sometimes you got people just flooding in from out of town. They've never fly fished or even fished in general. So sometimes it's a lot of uh, telling the same thing over and over. But um, it's fun, though. Okay. Yeah. I like how you said that right there. That's, yeah. that's a good one. All right, Preston. Easy. Easy. So... I'd say the same thing for for yeah every every day for every day that you spend on the water where you get done and you don't feel like work, yeah. 
they're about the other 50% of those days you feel like you worked really hard. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it that's definitely true. I've definitely had Can I change my answer now? <laughs> <laughs> so what so, so what is it now? I I think uh not a lot a lot of people just think uh guiding's just like going out and fishing and there's so much more to it. You're up 3 hours before they're even meeting you. You got to go fish on your days off to see what's good. You got to research. You got to watch water tables. You got to tie dozens of flies the night yeah. before, especially if you're working in the shop too. You got to add that on top of that. Yeah. So it's not just waking up and going fishing. There's a... Oh, it's the same. Even yeah. in the shop, man, yeah. people mm-hmm. don't realize what goes on in the back room or Absolutely. inventory wise yeah. or all that type of stuff. You've like, experienced that. Uh, just let's uh, try to change the POS system. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, don't, I, don't ever try to change I'm your point so of sale. I, I never had to use that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think we, we've, uh, it's definitely, we've seen it enough where people feel like, hey, man, you want to get into this, uh, come to work at a uh, Tucka CG fly shop. It's just all fun and games. And we do have a great time. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, we really sure. do. Absolutely. We have a really loose environment. Uh, we we like to, we like to get up and carry on with everybody, but but there's time to put rubber to the road, and there's more that it goes on behind the scenes than people yeah. think. It's just not day. fishing. Mm-hmm. It's just not this product doesn't magically put itself up on the wall. It doesn't magically check itself in. It doesn't magically order itself. So there's a lot of things. Man, that if go it on. did, oh, dude, <laughs> we'd be. What would we else would be? Yeah, we would right. have the best job. Man, in the world. we would. Yeah, I mean, you know, even it, though we love what we do, yeah. it's still a business at the end of the day. I, it is we a business. Can't forget that. I would say right. I had I had second thoughts like two weeks in when when <laughs> when, when y'all threw me to the to the to the flames. <laughs> the first two weeks where I just ran a trip every single day, I will say after two weeks, uh, I was like, damn, what if I'm like yeah. not cut out for this? <laughs> well, it, it, it does tire you out. Yeah, man. Now, Any now, job does, though. It's no, not yeah, just yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely not getting paid to fish. It's yeah. that's, that's like Baker said. You wouldn't have been put in that position if you couldn't have done it. Oh, I knew I could do it. You, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, for that sure. from, from a managerial perspective, you're never going to put anyone in a position where they can't exceed. Well, I, I'm glad that y'all had enough faith in me to to, to do that. Talk, talking about that, having multiple days on the water, back to back to back to back to back. Um, we're very fortunate here mm-hmm. that we have such an extended season. You go out west oh and they've God, got yeah. five months to get their money. Imagine Absolutely. not being able to fish for 12 months out of the year. Yeah. Like some of those guys out there on like day 47 right now haven't had a day off. You know, Couldn't like, do it. It's because they've got this to this to make their money and yeah. that's it, yeah. you know. So we're pretty blessed that ours gets spread out over, mm. you know, nine, ten months mostly. Right. So. It's nice. Yeah. So, uh, so Baker, uh, now you grew up in South Carolina, mm-hmm. I, I believe. Upstate. Upstate. And, and you've done some stuff down in Mount Pleasant. Uh, and you've done some pretty cool stuff with, with the backcountry. Mm-hmm. How does um, our water and fishing opportunities come here compared to other places that you've actually been? Well, that's a good question. Um, so I think like we should compare it to like cold water. Yeah, co- um, yeah, cold. Yeah, I want to say yeah, cold water, yeah, cold please. Water. Yep. Um, and just make sure you say that ours is the best and come here and fish. Yeah, I mean everyone should <laughs> and come to Tuckasegee Fly Shop. The shameless plug. It's different. Everything's different. Um, it's hard to compare something like um, Colorado to North Carolina um, trout wise because. When I was out there, a lot of people kind of were, like, trashing on, like, stocked fish. And I feel like what people don't really realize is geography. I mean, they're 1,700 miles away. It's completely different. 
Colorado has the resources naturally available to support large numbers of trout in their watersheds, but we supplement with stocking. And um, we're not necessarily just stocking fish just for the fun of it. A lot of it's just artificially just keeping it um, regulated, keeping um, a number of trout in there for game reasons so people can catch it and some people eat them. Um, but it's a good like economy boost. Um, a lot of parks and rec opportunities but um i don't know i just really love um this style of the southeast yeah. um it's a completely different game but i mean you can't not love colorado at the same time um but i feel like fishing in the southeast is so much more manageable yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd challenge those people to come fish the tuck a couple Absolutely. months after a dh stocking those are just some of the pickiest fish that's that's mm-hmm. that's Oh, uh, that's, by far. That's tougher than catching wild fish. Pres- pressured, day. stocked fish are some of the hardest yeah. fish to God, catch. God, and it's sure. a fun challenge. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, as Dale says, iron sharpens iron, boys. So, uh, gamble. <laughs> so, for everybody out there, is that your real name? It's my first name. So, his, his <laughs> name is actually Gamble Baker Ward. Is Baker your middle name? Yeah. Okay, so it's Gamble Baker Ward. Where's Gamble come from? Is that like an old family my, name? Yeah, it's my grandfather's name. Okay, um, that's cool. Yeah, so then Baker's another family name. So I had no good choices for elementary school. <laughs> I was getting bullied either way. <laughs> Man, Gamble just sounds like you could beat everybody up. What do you mean getting bullied? Mean. He's a mean son. <laughs> it was always. See, I, I, want to, I want to call you Gamble in the shop because I think it sounds so cool. It is. I What's probably won't respond. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what like everyone asks me. Like, like, what, like, what does he do when you call him Gamble? I'm like. I don't know. Like, no one ever does. It's just like, it's like, you just be like, what? It's like, folks, today, your your guy tomorrow will be Gamble. Uh, yeah, you tell them that on the phone, they're going to be like, dude, this guy is outdoorsy. I can get a he's business fishing. card that says, like, take a gamble with me, go fishing. Oh, oh he's already got right? a jingle, man. He's got <laughs> it. Logan. Hey, do you use that on girls? Is that like one of your lines? I can't give away all my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they were looking in the windows before we came. <laughs> Oh, hey, 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 hey. oh man! Yeah. <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us for the for the podcast and all that Thank good you. stuff. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, hope y'all enjoyed it. Y'all are more than welcome to do it more than once. Obviously. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Uh, it's fun to do. I think so. It's kind yeah, of fun to do. Absolutely. It's kind of nice time. to get back in a swing. We you know, we've we've been away for the last couple of weeks for for various reasons. Uh, you know, we lost Jack. Jack's made it to Oregon. Yep. Let's update people on that. Jack yep. had a. Uh, Cross country adventure and ran into some, uh, did some fishing, some camping. Uh, they got a windshield busted and some hail damage to their Jeez. vehicles. It looked pretty intense. But uh, was that fish last night? Was that a doe belly? It looked like it didn't. It? It but looked, the, but it looked, the tail was really nice. Yeah. So Jack sent a picture to us last night of his first. First fish in Oregon. First fish in Oregon from a stand up paddleboard. Yep. Right on. And huh. so. So he's out there, and, and we certainly wish Jack and Peyton the, the very best going forward and uh, uh, here. But uh, also a big shout-out to our customers, man. We've, we've, we've had a, a pretty good summer yeah. so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met some wonderful people. Speaking of, I mean, just the conditions that everybody's working through right now and, and stuff like that. I mean, a lot of people could have just thrown in a towel and said, heck, I'm staying home. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, uh, but it's, it's been a great summer, so thank you. Thank you 
to all the people who are commenting about the podcast. Uh, you guys have mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people talking about people it out on the trips. It. People come in our all shop. All the time. Yeah. They come so in now they're going to know who y'all are. They're going to be like, hey, you're Gamble. Take it. Is that Gamble guy <laughs> hey, you're available? Big, you're Big Easy. Where's Easy? Is, is that <laughs> who, easy? Who's, who had the Big Easy? Who is that? Big Easy. That's Louisiana. No, no, no. There's somebody. New Orleans. There's New somebody Orleans. that's like a famous athlete or something called the Big Easy. Isn't there? What is there was a rapper, Easy E. We, we can't go no, there no, no. right now. Big Easy, Big, who big is Easy. I'm going to think about it. I don't know, Ooh, man. Ooh, small. trivia question. Who's the Big Easy? I Somebody thought, will come. I thought Dale had come up with P Money. Do you like oh, P Money better than Big Easy? I don't know, I man. I don't care. I've uh, gone by many. Because you know what they say. You're not, supposed, you're not supposed names. to like like your, your nickname, whoever gives it to you. That's true. It's usually a yeah. picking on you kind of. P Money's been one. P Fump. That's one my brother calls me. I want to call I want to call Baker like Baker the Gambler. Ward, like switches <laughs> names around, right? Said you got right. to win the yeah. Win yeah, the he's got his own theme song. Know when the so yeah, any 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 pro tip from you guys before we? Yeah, any, any pro tip right now? You don't Y'all gave a couple in the fishing report, but give us some more. Oh, I was gonna Just say one. you don't have to be near mountain trout streams to fly fish. Oh yeah, that's it. That's a good one. Have fun in that warm water because I look forward to it every time I go home. That's that's a good one. Okay. Um, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said same. Um, I would say just practice. Um, watching YouTube's not going to make you better, even though as much as uh, this podcast is helpful, you got to go put time on the water as well. Yeah. Absolutely, man. People thing. ask like how I learned everything, and I learned a lot from Baker, but time on water, mm-hmm. trial and error. Yeah, mistakes, man, are sometimes the best teacher for sure. Absolutely. Trial and error, for sure. So. You know, I, we, we fished uh, together. We kind of like one morning, we were scouting out the water a little bit, yeah. right? But I saw Baker like go up there, and he, he like he like skipped. <laughs> he skipped up under, like, boom, boom, man. I was like, yeah, that's pretty sweet, man. That was like, <laughs> that took practice. Oh, yeah. Practice. Definitely. A right. lot of flies and trees. That's right, man. He's a lot like, of boom, boom, that was sweet, man. <laughs> that was cool, man. You guys watch Jeopardy? No. No. <laughs> no. That's not their generation you know, but, at all. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, Alex Trebek, man, you know, his battle with cancer. I yeah. think uh, they said this morning on the news that he's uh, he, he's he's about really throwing a towel about the treatment thing, man. It's because it's quality of life there. So a yeah. lot of us have watched Jeopardy. Yeah. Feels like it's Jeopardy. been a long time, man. Feels like some of it's like Jeopardy out there in the water sometimes, right? Oh, yeah. Like cool beans, man. Are we golden? The time That's to close it. Anything, Bobby? No, I'm good, man. Awesome. Well, appreciate everybody for sticking with us through this hiatus. We're back, back in the saddle again. No pun intended for Aerosmith, but we're back. Uh, look forward to getting you some more videos out there, too, as we get some guys here in the shop. We can actually get that done. But with that being said, we're going to close this bad boy out. We want to give a special thank you to Norvise for making this episode possible. The good folks at Norvise believe that you deserve to expect consistency and efficiency out of your tying system. When tying on the Norvice, you will quickly see the benefits of tying flies while physically spinning the vise. This is a remarkable feature that I strongly recommend watching on the Norvice YouTube channel. There are a lot of great rotary vices on the market, but only the Norvice spins the hook. It's for this reason that it's been said that Norvice is the most innovative fly tying system on the market. Never again do you have to wind the slack thread onto your bobbin spool. The Norvice Auto Bobbin does the work for you. For more information, visit www.nor-vice.com and check them out on YouTube to see how you can maximize your tying time by relying on the functions and benefits of the tested and true newer vibes. I beat it. I beat it. Thank you, folks, for listening. I'm Shannon Messer signing off for the Tuckcast with a splash of bourbon.